Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or to listen to, or you are listening, bleh, listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley pickle and she is cold howdy it is very chilly in here Actually, usual it cooled off a little bit over the weekend but yeah. that's that's also that's like that's that's damning with faint praise right because i was fixing to say like when i showed up at the game on friday uh the feels like temperature was 113 degrees that was it's like, uh it's like it's, it's like well it's not the molten core of the sun anymore yes it's it's one of those where you walk out there and you sweat but you don't walk out there and go like I'm going to die, you know? Exactly. It's one of those. Today's Monday, August 31st, 2020. 87 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 1019. 1019, the Dave Stewart episode. On today's show, friends, it is a super show. It is our normal Monday super show. We're going for an hour. We're going to do it live. F it. We'll do it live. (laughs) We got Monday morning fallout. Okay? Lots to talk about from the weekend. Then, 12.15, we will be joined by the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Six-Man Football Insider, Granger Huntress, the GOAT, the Six-Man OG. Yes. Uh, Sixmanfootball.com. The great Granger Huntress will join us to talk a little bit of Six-Man Football. Then we're going to roll out the exclusive reveal of the Week 2 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press Rankings. We will have those for you. And then very back half the show, very back end of the show, We'll be joined by the head coach of the Graham Steers, Coach Kenny Davidson. This I don't know if you missed it or I just didn't hear you, but we also have uh, the Mr. Texas Football and We got coach Mr. Texas week. Football Player of the Week nominees. We got the Coach of the Week <laughs> winners. And we've got everything. <laughs> Graham Coach Kenny Davidson. It is a large program. What would you expect from this dumb internet show? A very, very large program here on a football Monday. <clears throat> Do we have first fourth of the door? Ooh, you got yourself. We sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, Alan Shepard, Andrew Christensen, and Ed McElroy. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, friends. Ed sent me a very helpful note this weekend, which was oh, nice. I good job, that. Ed. Pickle? Yes. Hit the air right, Simon. Time for Monday morning. 
Monday morning fallout, of course, where we overreact to the football weekend. And for the first time, we've got some overreacting to do. Got a lot. We to, always overreact. Lot to <laughs> Let's start with my three big thoughts. Three big thoughts. Thought number one, and away we go. So the season's here. Fact. It's happening. Um, and, and we had games on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And, and my overall takeaway from the results that we saw over the course of the weekend is that if you look at the very top, the very, very top of each classification, there weren't a ton of surprises. Uh, I think that you saw a lot of teams that came out and looked the part of a contender in week one. And they were, these were teams we thought were going to be contenders. We were, we were pretty pleased with, with the way that, 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 that our rankings stood up, for example, at the very top of the rankings. Mm-hmm. But, and, it, and it's a moving target on each classification. But I think every year I forget how deep most of these classifications are because there were a number... There's a, there, when we reveal the rankings here coming up at 1230, there's a lot of churn at the bottom of the rankings, at the bottoms of the top 10s. And, and there's, there's, you had a number of teams that I think came out flat in week one mm-hmm. and, 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 and disappointed in week one that didn't show necessarily what they could do. And that, to me, represents, uh, again, I don't want to overreact to one week. It's only one week of data. It's only one data point. But you did have a number of teams, I think not necessarily the very, very top, but maybe that next tier, that maybe that next tier is either bigger than we thought it was mm-hmm. Or, or we had the wrong teams in there. Right. Meaning that, like, you know, if you think that tier one is uh, four teams, like teams that you're like, okay, these are bona fide, locked and loaded, would be a surprise if they were in a state semifinal contenders. Maybe that's four. Is the next tier 10 teams? Mm-hmm. Or is it six teams and we just had the wrong six teams in there? That's something that we're starting to figure out here uh, in week one. Uh, a fair number of those teams that I think you saw that ch- you see you're going to see the churn at the bottom of the rankings that I think represent what may just be a little bit of a calibration period here as we figure things out. Now, look, obviously there's a lot of different uh, mitigating circumstances with a lot of these teams. Mm-hmm. Okay, not only what happened in the off season, but it's also still week one, and you don't want to overreact to one data point. Especially, yeah, the the teams with the brand new coaches too. Those sure. you could see took a oh yeah, th- th- there was a big learning. curve I think there's there. a learning curve. You're exactly right. So that's thought number one. Thought number two, early statements. And there were, uh, for all the teams that, that for, for a number of teams that, that struggled, I think that there were also a number of teams that came out and stamped themselves as no doubt contenders. Mm-hmm. I thought what Brock did to Bushland was, was really impressive. Mm-hmm. That was... That was a clobbering. That was and a statement. It was. Yeah. And and they came out on both sides of the ball and looked like a team to beat. I thought, you know, and and, and by the way, as as you know, theoretically everything in the magazine's my 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 fault. As one of the people who who made them number one in three A Division One, ahead of the two time defending champs in Grandview, that made me feel pretty good mm-hmm. about like, okay, Brock, making us look smart. Argyle. Uh, we, we entered the season with one of the big questions, not just at Argyle and not just in 4A, but maybe across the entire state of Texas, mm-hmm. is what does Argyle do at quarterback? How do they replace Bohogaboom? Well, C.J. Rogers... Lit it up. C.J. Rogers was spectacular mm-hmm. in week one. It's Again, it's only week one, 
and maybe Decatur's going to be a little slow out of the gates. But they looked great. They looked fantastic in week one. Um, I also thought, and it was less emphatic because of just the nature of the game, but I thought La Vega's defense looked really, really good against Calhoun in what we kind of called a pop quiz game for them. That that was that was pretty darn impressive to me. Um, I thought they made a statement. I thought Canadian did their normal thing where they kind of beat the brakes off of West Texas, and that's not a bad West Texas team, by the way. No. The other one that I would I would kind of shout out as a number one team that that made a statement is Shiner. Yes. Shiner took on a Hallettsville team that's bigger than them, uh, albeit with a new head coach, um, but. This is a a this is a a Shiner team. No, no, I'm sorry, not not a new head coach. This is a Shiner team that came out and looked really really strong against a team that's bigger than them, punching up two divisions, mm-hmm. and came home with a four to four three for one. I thought that was a statement. I thought you had a number of those teams that came out and really made a statement in week one. And thought number three, wide open spread. <clears throat> I ain't talking about offense. <laughs> I got a number of text messages and messages and DMs over the week, over the weekend from 6A and 5A coaches. And you're going to notice that 6A and 5A's not playing right now because they're they're waiting a week. And pretty much universally all those text messages were are these small schools going to ruin it for us? Yeah. Are these small schools that are not adhering to the UIL guidelines as far as fans in the stands, as far mm-hmm. as masks, as far as distancing, as far as capacity limits, are they going to ruin it for us? Are we even going to get off the ground? Right. And I want to be extremely clear that I think most of the schools did it right. Yes. I think most of the schools and most of the fans did it right. I want to be clear. Okay? But we've all been in fourth grade before. Mm-hmm. And we've all said, we've all heard Mrs. Thompson, I don't know, Mrs. Thompson say, we will go to recess whenever we can all be quiet. Yep. Whenever we can all be quiet. And most of the kids they sitting shut up. there being quiet. And then there's Brody in the back of the class who's acting a fool. Mm-hmm. Okay. And guess what? That impacts all of us. And then you don't get to go to recess. Then you don't get recess. There were a number. I thought that the, looking at social media and, and, and getting reports from uh, various people across the state, there were a number, a number. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to call out any programs in particular, but there were a number of schools where they took UIL guidelines to be like suggestions and not even like the type of suggestions that you get that it's like you know that they actually mean it like this was it was ridiculous i was mind blown there were there were photos and videos from the weekend that you would have thought that nothing was happening you would have thought it was last season and guys look here is a here is a statement of fact every time a school does that Every time a school does that, the chances of us finishing the season drops. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Now, look, maybe it only drops by 0.001%. Maybe it drops by 30%. Maybe we never had a chance to finish the season and it doesn't matter. 
But the bottom line is that every time you see these schools that are not adhering to these social distancing guidelines, that makes it more likely that coronavirus is going to spread. And if it makes it more likely that coronavirus is going to spread, it makes it more likely that football is getting shut down. So you're either with us or you're against us. Mm-hmm. Which side of the fence are you on? It's t- like I'm sorry to get on a soapbox about this, but it is absurd. If you love high school football, prove it. Mm-hmm. Three big thoughts. Three helmet stickers. Helmet sticker to Cisco quarterback Hunter Long. 316 yards and three touchdowns rushing, 39 yards and a touchdown passing. I That might be reversed. In any case, uh, he had a fantastic game. I believe that's a sophomore. And Cisco is a team we've got high expectations for. If they're going to get that kind of play from a sophomore quarterback, yeah, feeling good about them. Mm-hmm. Cisco quarterback Hunter Long gets a helmet sticker. Speaking of quarterbacks, big spring quarterback Gabriel Baeza. Threw for 270 yards and four touchdowns. Added 47 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Big Spring, this is amazing. Big Spring won their opener for the first time since 2014. They're 1-0 for the first time since 2014. That's amazing. Uh, congratulations to uh, Big Spring quarterback Gabriel Baeza. He gets a helmet sticker. So does San Saba running back Stone Sears. 185 yards and four touchdowns on the ground. And he caught three passes for 67 yards and a touchdown. A helmet sticker for San Saba, running back Stone Sears. We're gonna mix it up this year because I want to end on a positive note. I'm tired of I'm tired of all these things. <laughs> I was just gonna negative. say it switched. I had to switch my things around. Yeah. I was like, I think he probably did this on purpose, so yeah, I'm just gonna go with it. I started thinking. I was like, what do you want to make more teams sense. To worry about? Yeah. Three teams to worry about. Mason, guys. Yeah, they got punched. Uh, fourteen nothing loss to Comanche at the Puncher Dome. They have lost their last two season openers and their last two home openers after winning umpteen consecutive games at the puncher dome 14 nothing they lose comanche all credit to comanche great win for them but mason what happened there boys punchers are owing one a little worried about them also a little worried about springtown um springtown loses to glen rose Mm-hmm. On Friday night, and and look, I think Glen Rose is okay. I don't think this is. A, I don't think that's a pushover Glen Rose team. They lose twenty-seven to thirteen. The offense could not get going. They fell down twenty to six at halftime and just could not come back. Um, you know, all credit to uh, to to the you know the Glen Rose that they they made it happen. But basically, the offense is just stuck in the mud. They had a grand total of do some quick math like two hundred and twelve yards of total offense. That ain't gonna cut it. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I'm, I'm a little worried about the porcupines, I'm worried about porcupines. Finally, McLean. Holy Ben Crockett. Adios, buddy. Yikes, guys. Now, <laughs> that one was, now, oof. look, let all, again, all praise to Klondike, mm-hmm. okay, who came out, blitzed out, like I think scored 36 points in the first quarter and just never looked back, but McLean gets 45 yeah. In their opener. Um, yikes. That was surprising. And by the way, and again, I want to be clear that the, um, I want to be clear that the, um, where are those? I can't find that. Oh, um, I want to be clear that, uh, that, uh, you know, Kleindeck was actually the favorite in this game, it looks like. Mm-hmm. But Yowza. 
that is really, really shocking. Yeah. Um, to have uh, to to for them to get forty five like that. A little worried about McLean, of course. They're the 20, uh, 2018 one A Division one state champions, and then the twenty nineteen one A Division one runners up. Obviously without Ben Crockett, but oof, a little worried about them. Really worried about McLean. Three teams to watch. Chelsea Spearman. Yeah. Chelsea, what Spearman did? They did they, that, that football thing. They <laughs> took on Stratford, mm-hmm. and they mollywopped them. 42-6. to six. The Lynx, a huge win. Keep an eye on Spearman. That is a team that made a statement in Week 1. Really impressive. Back to the six-man ranks. We're going to talk six-man football, Granger Hunters, in a moment. Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Westbrook takes down Motley County. Yeah. It was a wild week of six-man football. It really, really was. And Westbrook takes down Motley County and Jake Richards, and this was a really impressive win for Westbrook. Keep an eye on them. The Wildcats, big win for them. And finally, Wall. Big W theme there. Wall. (laughs) Um, There's going to be a lot of focus uh, in that Wall-Eastland game about who wasn't on the field. Because Baron Morton didn't play. They were without, I believe, 11 players uh, due to injury and suspension. Um, there was I, Nobody's prying into what happened, but but Eastland, something happened in Eastland, and, and, and Coach Morton wanted to take a stand. And I, I understand that when you have a 3A team that has, their, that has a Texas Tech commit quarterback, he's a key part of that offense. Mm-hmm. 38-3, though, from Wall, that ain't just about Eastland. No. Okay? No, not at all. Wall looked great. Um, I believe it's Blake Morrison, I think is their new quarterback. He he was in complete command of that, that flexible offense. Chase Rios was great. The offensive line was grinding along, and the defense looked fantastic. Keep an eye on Wall. A hot start for the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Those are three teams to watch, and that is a Monday morning fallout. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. It is our subscription package. You get two magazines. We'll mail you this, mail you this bad boy. Plus the recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. And... A bunch of online stuff, bunch of great stuff, including uh, we've got stuff stuff up from the weekend, including Matt Stuff's stock report. Uh, we're going to have the computer rankings tomorrow of every football team in the state of Texas. We got game projections coming out. A new episode of Tep and Step will drop either late tonight or early tomorrow morning, depending on when I edit it. But we're going to record it this afternoon. All sorts of great stuff. Never been a better time to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Check that out. It's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Pickle, let's go to the hotline and let's bring in the six-man OG. It's the original gangster. It doesn't mean old guy. He is uh, from sixmanfootball.com. He's Dave Campbell's Texas Football Six-Man Insider. We are joined by Granger Huntress. Granger, how you doing, my friend? I'm great, Tup. And I am the old guy, too, so that's okay. <laughs> um, 
First and foremost, I know that you um, you went out to a game on Thursday. I, I believe you were at Morgan, Penelope and Morgan. And if there ain't a more six-man football game in, in Texas than, than Penelope and Morgan. I'm interested. You've been around this game a long time. I, I think one of the big questions we've had for a lot of folks is, is what was the vibe around the game? What was the feeling around the game? When you were out there at that game on Thursday, what was, what was the, the overall takeaway for you? Yeah, it was strange. Um, there, you know, being a six o'clock Thursday game, there there weren't a whole lot of fans. I mean, people did show up. Um, there were a lot of coaches from area schools that weren't playing that showed up, um, but everybody was excited. It just, you know, it just, it, 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 there was a, I don't know, uh, there was a nervousness. I'll tell you what, the kids, ta- you know, seeing the kids and talking to the kids and the coaches, everybody there was, they were just glad to to uh hit somebody uh so is that a picture of lehman yeah i think we've got the wrong we got uh, i think i think i think pickle screwed that up i'm looking I, I told her i was like i have a photo of granger i can send it to you it's all right you know you don't even but i was pretty shout funny. out lehman Saunders. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh live live live, yeah, li- live exactly live live television so yeah but I, it, was, it was it was an interesting game i'll tell you what once the game started though i I, I, I may have told you, or I'm, I'm writing this, that, uh, you know, it, it felt like football. It's like the coaches and the fans and their screaming and the players and everybody hit uh, midseason form with, uh, you know, pretty, you know, you know, 60 seconds in. It was, you know, everybody just went after it. So it, that was fun. Yeah, it, it, it is. And I, I think that's that's kind of what we've heard from every level is is the, the that we're just happy to be out there, uh, you know, playing. And, and, and once you once you get going at, for the first series, it's like, oh, OK, well, it's it's football season. Uh, I do want to ask you, you know, we, we were planning on talking to you today anyway, but I, I don't know if I was necessarily anticipating the absolute chaos that went in went on in the six man ranks over the weekend. Um is is it fair to say that this was a relatively unexpected weekend of results in in, in the one A world? Yeah. So uh, let me just take you back. Hey, do you get? There's a magazine that I get called Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Weird. Do yeah. You get it? I, oh, you know yeah, what? So yeah. So if, I I if you open up the class one A preview, there's this guy Greg Tepper, and he wrote his headline was in the wide open six man world, expect the unexpected. Hmm. So, um, you know, that's kind of what happened. Now, did we expect all of the Division Two teams to lose to all those Division One teams? No. Um, but seven of the top ten losing, and you know, was was pretty crazy. So, um, you know, it's uh, uh, it, it was a crazy first. I mean, that's just part of the craziness. But yes, the results were crazy. Uh, you know, one game I want to I want to particularly spotlight, and I know that 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 folks were having. I was just checking the the magazine, and it is in there. He did rewrite. Uh, but the um, the one of the things that I was very interested in was the Rankin and Balmeray game. This was the game that was between our number one teams and Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, talking with uh, you know when you're talking about Rankin being in Division One, Balmeray being in Division Two. Balmeray leads for most of this game. Rankin ends up kind of rallying late to to get a win. Is this one of those games that you come away, you know, we're, we're always trying to, and I know you're a big data guy as well, we're always trying to make sure that we're not overreacting to one data point. Is this one of those games that you come away saying like, all right, we feel like we still have a pretty good read on both of these teams? Yeah, no, I think um, a lot of a lot of turnovers in this game. It was sloppy. It was a typical first game with two really good teams. Um 
I never take too much what happens in the first couple of weeks. It's kind of like when people tell me what happens and happened in the scrimmage and they're offended that I don't take that into consideration in any rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, yeah, those are scripted plays, but this, this is more of, Hey, we're just trying things out. We're not trying our full offense. We're not doing everything, but we're, we're trying to win a game and, and see how our kids react. So no, I mean, you know, you've got, so many weeks to grow here but i do think these are two of the best teams if not the two best teams in each division still we're talking with granger hunters our six-man football insider from sixmanfootball.com here on texas football today get involved in the conversation at hashtag tf today then then if we were talking about whose stock rose the most in week one and again under the giant caveat that it's just one week there's a lot of time and especially in the small school ranks there's a lot of time to grow are there one or two teams out there that you came away from week one saying, man, maybe they got a little bit more than, than, than I thought they do? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think you hit it earlier when you were talking about Westbrook. Mm-hmm. I, I really, you know, that was a team that over the last couple of weeks, I've had a few messages from coaches around the state saying, you know, even though it was uh, um, scrimmages and it, and it was other things, they said they're the real deal. You know, they have 12 starters back. Uh, I mean, tw- uh, 12 Letterman back, uh, only lost two. But, it, you know, st- all the starters back on both sides of the ball, th- they are just going to be a lot better than we expected right off the bat. I, I think that's number one for me. Um, you know, I, I there were so many other kind of crazy, you know, um, you know, first first week games mm-hmm. but i i it, what, what solidified it for me was really i'd say how dominant the division one teams were mm-hmm. over the division two teams so they all kind of stood out um the next couple of weeks you know teams like white deer and borden county and rankin mm-hmm. are all, and westbrook are all kind of playing each other and so there are a lot of really good games where these teams are going to get tested you know, early and often. And so I think that, you know, we'll, we'll be able to see a little bit more separation then. But but to me, it was just the utter domination of Division One, which we don't usually see, um, you know, right off the bat. You know, usually a couple of Division Two teams, you know, pull off, you know, some wins. So, uh, yeah, that, that to me, I, that's what stood out. One other, you know, one of the teams that that, that I think it, it was kind of a, a shock factor whenever we saw it was uh, what was uh, Klondike's win over McLean. I think McLean has become a bit of a brand name in the six man ranks over the past couple of years. Uh, you know, winning the title in 2018 and then of course playing for a title last year, coming up just short to to Blum. They get they get 45 by by Klondike in the in the opener. Um, is is that cause for concern? Is this just a, a case of look, McLean lost maybe the best six-man player in the state and as a result there's going to be the, some some growing pains there yeah no i think you, you kind of nail it there so six-man is a lot more affected by um losing you know a star player and when you've got um to to make some pretty serious changes like mclean's gonna have to do uh this you know this year uh, you know, fill some spots. That's a, that's a lot. So you know, we'll we'll see. You know, it, it, it's a rebuilding year, and it, it takes time because a lot of those kids got playing time. They're younger, but they didn't get that much, and so they've got to rebuild that. But you know, I, I we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Um, it's a long season. I, don't, I, I Like I said, I, I, I give Klondike a lot of credit, and obviously they jump in the rankings this, this week and they deservedly you know, need to be where they are in Division Two, And, I, you know, they are a team to look at. But um, we'll see how it goes over the next couple of weeks, if you can hold on to that. Granger Hunter, six-man football insider, joining us here on Texas Football Today. One last question for you, Granger. Uh, uh, I, I've said this on this show. I've said this on Fox. I've said that because of the delay for the big schools, 6A and 5A, I think this is an opportunity for everybody to expand their football horizons, especially if you're if you're, if you're you're a fan of, of, of Plano East High School and they ain't even practicing yet, then you can get into the smaller school ranks. I'm going to give you the floor can you sell people to go out to a six-man game? Because I, I, I've, I've tried. I've told people you just got to go out there and get it. Give people the elevator pitch for going out there and watching a six-man game. Well, you know, first of all, you're going out and you're seeing these towns really. You'll see everybody in the town. You get that, that great small town Texas experience. And you'll also see a lot of really good football and a lot of good hitting. There's, you know a lot of scoring at times, but there's a lot of hard hitting if you like football. So, I mean, I, I don't know if it needs a whole lot of selling, but you know, there are, you do have the opportunity. Like I said, there are, and I think we'll have it on the site later this week. There are a lot of really good games in different areas of the state mm-hmm. um, over the next couple of weeks that you can go to and see quality six man teams play. Um, so I, you know, I, I hope everybody does. I know there are people that do that. I like I used there was a group of guys who, from Garland who I would run into every one, once every year. It seemed like they would email me and they would, you know, whenever Garland had a had a week off, they went to a six man game, you know, and they would find the best game and they that was nearby and they they would drive to it. You know, it's it's something that people do. So uh, there are plenty of really good games around. We'll have. Uh, a couple of them every week in the in the magazine. I mean, on the on the website, and so uh, you know you can uh, hopefully go from there. He's Granger Huntress. He's the six man OG. Follow him on Twitter at six man guru, and of course check out his fine work both at texasfootball.com and at the venerable sixmanfootball.com. Granger, appreciate your time, my man, and uh, I'm sorry for putting up a picture of Lehman Saunders in place of uh, no. in place of you, but uh, but look look, we made you a lot younger. Hey, well, Lehman will like that. He'll give me a hard time about it. But I do want to add one thing. Yeah. One thing that was really weird about this week, mm-hmm. uh, I looked it up because I was like, God, there weren't many games. There were only 73 six-man games this weekend that I have scores for. Hmm. And the last week, week one, 123. Hmm. That is interesting. <laughs> I mean, I get the taps not being in there, yeah. but a lot of private schools didn't play this week. And a lot, you know, we had so many cancellations in the public ranks, uh, you know, last week. So mm-hmm. that, that was just shocking to me that that number was so big. That is that is surprising. I knew there were fewer. It felt like there were fewer, but uh, I, right. I, I don't know that it was. Geez, I had to look it up. I wasn't sure. 30 percent so. fewer. Jeez, that's uh, 50, 50 fewer. 50, yeah. Oh my gosh. Granger, appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you later. Yep, take care. Have a good week. There he goes. Granger Huntress, six-man guru, six man, at six-man guru. His fine work at sixmanfootball.com. Yes, Lehman Saunders, uh, oh, another another <laughs> uh, another six-man football uh, insider, a guy worth your worth a follow at, at Lehman Saunders on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, at, I think you, you went searching for a – there was a story about Granger. And, and yeah, his a, name was on it, and it was like six man Granger Huntress, up, blah blah and like, blah. And, and, and like, I was and, like, and, and Lehman's a young man, Lehman's right? Young and man, I met and Granger's not an old man. I want to be clear. No, I've met Lehman before, <laughs> and I looked at it, and I was like, 
man, all six-man reporter guys must all look very similar, <laughs> you know? Like, there's there's a very on-brand yeah. theme here. And then, yeah, it turns out it – sorry. Sorry, yeah, Granger. we're uh, good. Sorry. But anyway, Granger Huntress is our six-man <laughs> yeah, insider. Yeah, they look a lot alike. <laughs> uh, find us, find work, techfootball.com and sixmanfootball.com. Uh, and, yeah, I think he hit the nail on the head. One of the things is that – uh, you know, I think people think about it, and, and we kind of describe it as basketball and turf, but but anybody who watched Six Man, and even those title games last year, even if that's the only time you've seen it, like, there are some of the hits that come out of those games. It is, they blow it is people a, up. It is a <laughs> violent game. That was my first Six Man experience last yeah. year, and it was awesome. Yes. so Big fan. Uh, make sure you check out uh, – Granger Huntress's fine work at sixmanfootball.com and texasfootball.com. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. All right, Pickle, you ready for this? Let's do it. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas every Monday at noon. It's actually like 1233. <laughs> Texas Football, the comm announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you at TexasFootball.com. Voting at TexasFootball.com closes each Friday at noon, with the winner being announced on Texas Football Today shortly thereafter. Got a huge list of outstanding candidates this week. Couldn't even fit them all. I mean, Steps sent me like 40. And I'm yeah. like, dude, what are you doing? We need How 10. <laughs> Here are your week one nominees for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. We start with Uvalde wide receiver Christian Rivera. Caught six passes for 174 yards and three touchdowns. Uvalde wide receiver Christian Rivera up for Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. So is Waco Connolly running back Trey Wisner. 14 carries. 266 yards and four touchdowns for the Cadets in a big win over Sunnyvale. Lano athlete Case Kuykendall. Kirkendall. Kirkendall. Thank you. <laughs> How would you know? <laughs> Two, <Sing> <laughs> 246 yards and three touchdowns passing, seven catches, 106 yards, and two touchdowns receiving, and 38 yards rushing for Lance or for Lano athlete <laughs> Case Kirkendall. You've got me all these Lano people. They're spawning. <laughs> Shiner running back and defensive back Dalton Brooks. 73 yards and three touchdowns rushing. 26 yards and a touchdown receiving. 10 tackles, two tackles for loss, and an INT. That is a full two-way game there for uh, Shiner running back and defensive back Dalton Brooks. Tyler Chapel Hill quarterback Cameron Ford threw for 316 yards and five touchdowns, plus 73 yards and two touchdowns on the ground and a big win over Splendora. Orange Grove quarterback Cutter Stewart, 305 yards and three touchdowns passing, 142 yards and two touchdowns on the ground for Cutter Stewart of Orange Grove. He's up for Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. So is Childress quarterback Colin Bishop, 502 yards and six touchdowns passing. If you're coming out of the gate throwing for 500 yards, yeah. pretty good. Childress quarterback Colin Bishop. China Spring running back Emmanuel Abdullah doing what Abdullah rather does what he normally does. 18 carries, 269 yards, and four touchdowns on the ground for China Spring. Big win for them. Gilmer quarterback Brandon Tennyson. We thought it was going to be Mason Hurt. It was Brandon Tennyson. 340 yards and three touchdowns passing, 101 yards and two touchdowns rushing for Gilmer quarterback Brandon Tennyson. And finally, Abbott running back Caden Johnson carried the ball 21 times for 376 yards and seven touchdowns on the ground and added 11 touchdowns tackles that is a full-on six-man line 
right there for Abbott running back <laughs> Caden Johnson. So there they are, your week one Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Uvalde wide receiver Christian Rivera, Waco Conley wide receiver, or running back rather, Trey Wisner, Lano athlete Case Kirkendall, Got it right. Good job. Shiner running back and defensive back Dalton Brooks. Tyler Chapel Hill quarterback Cameron Stewart. Orange Grove quarterback Cutter Stewart. Cam- I'm sorry, Cameron Ford. Orange Grove quarterback Cutter Stewart is week one for everybody. Children's <laughs> quarterback Colin Bishop. China Spring running back Emmanuel Abdallah. Gilmer quarterback Brandon Tennyson. And Abbott running back Caden Johnson. Vote early. Vote often. Vote now at TexasFootball.com. Now, Dave Campbell's Texas football is proud to honor one head football coach in each classification with the Coach of the Week Award. Each coach recognized with a special honor honor typifies the best in Texas high school football. Your week one, Dave Campbell's Texas football coaches of the week. Of course, there's no 6A and I should spoil this for you. There's no 6A and 5A coaches of the week. What? They did not coach a game. (laughs) I am sorry. In 4A... Robert Jones from Bay City. After a winless 2019 season, Bay City brought in one of them, one of their own to try to turn things around in Bay City alum Robert Jones. The former Brazos Port assistant had a smashing head coaching debut Friday night as Bay City stunned Sweeney 21-15 to earn their first win since week 11 of the 2018 season. Ooh. Here is a honest-to-God re- like reality. Go back to watch Friday's show, mm-hmm. Okay. We had, a sh- we had a question yes. in the mailbag that somebody asked, what can a team that's a huge favorite gain from week one? And I had some great com- comment about, oh, you know what? They can they just need to play a clean game, focus right. on them, stuff like that. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, so if you're, and I'm looking over the computer rankings and I'm like, uh, or computer projections, I'm like, oh, okay, well, if you're Sweeney yeah. and you're a huge favorite <laughs> over Bay City, in my face, Coach Jones. <laughs> In 3A, Gary McElroy from Pacer, the former Burleson head coach, led the Greyhounds to their first official win in UIL football competition on Friday as Pacer knocked off Venus 34-0. Pacer, who played a sub-varsity slate the past two seasons, joined District 4-3A Division I after UIL realignment and will compete for a playoff spot for the first time ever on the gridiron. That game is the one that you took a one-game lead on me in the uh, Pickums. In 2A, Jared Taylor from Ozona. Former Midland assistant and Ozona graduate Jared Taylor came home this offseason to his alma mater, and after one week, things are looking pretty good for the Lions. A 2A Division I program jumped up and knocked off 3A Division II area power Sonora with a 15-8 win to give Taylor his first win as a head coach. In 1A, Homer Matlock from Westbrook facing state runner-up in perennial power Motley County. Matlock's Wildcats refused to be intimidated, putting together a standout defensive effort to pull off one of the state's biggest shockers in week one with a 58-36 victory. And in the private school ranks, Gary Rushing from Azel Christian. After a nip-and-tuck first half, Rushing and his staff made key adjustments at halftime, shutting out Waco Parkview in the second half and scoring the game's final 30 points to bring home a 66-30 season-opening win. So those are your Week 1 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coach of the Week. In 4A, Robert Jones from Bay City. In 3A, Gary McElroy from Peaster. In 2A, Jared Taylor from Ozona. In 1A, Homer Matlock from Westbrook. And in the private school ranks, Gary Rushing from from. Hazel Christian. Congratulations to all the coaches. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. All right, Miss Pickle, it is that time again. 
Dave Campbell's Texas Football is the official rankings provider of the Associated Press. For uh, years and years, we've put out the state's most respective, or most respected rather, um, uh, high school football rankings. Um, we uh, the rankings are compiled by the Dave Campbell's Texas Football staff. DCTF has published the state's most respected Texas high school football rankings for decades, and it's the official rankings provider of the Associated Press since 2018. Weekly rankings are revealed live on Texas Football Today every Monday at 12:30 at TexasFootball.com/live, and complete rankings can be found at TexasFootball.com/rankings. Uh, one thing you should know: uh, there have been no changes in 6A and 5A. Okay, right. It's all. It's all chalky there, so you're not missing anything. <laughs> of course, you can find them at textfootball.com. One other thing is that we are letting our insiders, Dave Campbell's textfootball insiders, view these early. They have been able to view these, I believe, since 9.30 this morning. Yes. So if you don't want to wait for our lives to be over, you can go and check out the rankings. Become a Dave Campbell's textfootball insider at textfootball.com. Slash subscribe to all the cool kids are doing. All right. Let's start 4A Division One, where there's some churn here. There's some churn here. We will take a look at the 4A rankings we've got up here. Waco La Vega remains number one. Argyle number two. Lampass is number three. Top three unchanged. Up from eighth to fourth is Dumas, who put a hurting on Seminole, 48 to eight. Corpus Christi Miller up a couple of spots to number five. El Campo up three spots to number six after their big win over Gonzalez. Corpus Christi, Cal Allen uh, loses to San Antonio Cornerstone. They drop from four to seven. Port Lavaca, Calhoun loses to Waco La Vega. No real shame in that, though they do drop from five to eight. And two new entries into mm-hmm. the rankings. Midlothian Heritage checks into the rankings at number nine after their big win over Wichita Falls Hershey. And how about Lindale? Number 10, the, uh, the Lindale Eagles are number 10 with a 32-27 win over Kaufman. They check in at number 10. Over to 4A Division 2 where the top five are unchanged. Carthage, Pleasant Grove, West Orange Shark, Wimberley, and Gilmer. West Orange Shark did not play, but so they remain 0-0, zero and zero, but Wimberley and Gilmer rem- uh, were all winners, plus Pleasant Grove and Carthage. Then the changes has happened. How about Graham? Up to mm-hmm. number six in the rankings after a 50-14 to 14 win over Alvarado. We will talk with their coach coming up here in just a moment. Waco Connolly vaults up from unranked to number seven with a big win over Sunnyvale. Silsby was idle. Their game was, with Vider was canceled because of the hurricane. Rona Monavaro was also idle. Salina, a loser to Melissa this week. They dropped from number six to number ten. Over to 3A we go where there's a little bit of change. In 3A Division One, Malakoff an overtime uh, drops a har- overtime heartbreaker to Grandview for the fourth time in three years. Basically, yeah. they n- drop one spot from number four, f- uh, number four to number five in their place. The Wall Hawks, who looked awful impressive with a win over Eastland, Rockdale's up a spot from number six to no- or number seven to number six with a 40 to 14 win over Lagrange. Gladewater drops a spot after losing to Gilmer uh, in a 4A team. Jordanton jump vaults two spots to number t- uh, number eight after a win over Natalia. Into the rankings, the Cameron Yo Yeoman. 21-16 winners over Mejia. They are now number nine. Hallettsville drops from number eight to number 10 in the rankings. Your top three unchanged, Brock, Grandview, and Pottsboro. Over to 3A Division Two, we go, where the top five completely unchanged. Canadian, Danger, or D- Gunter, rather. Canadian, Dangerfield, Paul Pewitt, and Newton all unchanged. Paul Pewitt and Newton did not play. Uh, Pewitt for virus reasons. Newton, I believe, for hurricane reasons. Yes. Because 2020 is just the stinking worst. <laughs> George West checks in at number seven after a big win over Corpus Christi West Oso. 38-3. Big win for the Longhorns. They are up to number seven. Lexington. 
vaults into the top 10 at number 8 with a win over West, 25-14. to 14. Watch out for those Eagles. They are growing up in a hurry. Lorena uh, uh, drops Franklin to 0-1 and drops them from number 8 to number 9. Abernathy uh, loses 26-6 to Shallow Water. They do hang on to that number 10 spot down from number 6. To two-way we go. We're once again the top five unchanged. China, Refurio, Post, uh, Cisco, and San Augustine uh, remain the same. All of them were winners with the exception of San Augustine, whose game with West Sabine was canceled. Hawley up a spot to number six after their big win over Roscoe. San Saba, the Armadillos, up three spots from number 10 to number seven. And the top, bottom three, all new in 2A Division One, the Groveton Lions with a, a 36-16 win over Love Lady New Deal. Into, in at number nine, they are the real deal, as one great man once said. Oh, man. They got a big win over Smyre, <laughs> and Thorndale moves to 1-0 and and into the top ten with a 24-14 win over Dawson. To 2A Division two, we go where the top six are unchanged. I'm sorry, that's not true. Oh, uh, lies. No. Oh, the, big, the big one here is Stratford. Stratford, mm-hmm. their loss uh, emphatically to Spearman drops them out of the top ten. Uh, and in their stead, Wellington moves up a spot. Winthorpe moved up, moves up a spot. Wink moves up a spot. Albany up two spots with a win over Colorado City. Fall City up two spots to number seven with a win over Three Rivers. Munster up two spots with a win over Alvoid. And then you have the two newcomers. Wheeler checks into the number uh, at the number nine spot with a 64-0 win over Booker. And Sudan, the Hornets, are into the top ten with a 37-27 win over Olton. Into the six-man ranks in 1A, top eight in 1A Division One, unchanged Rankin, Jonesboro, Borden County, Sterling City, Union, uh, Union Hill, White Deer, May, Lakey. All unchanged. Lakey was idle in this one, but everyone else was a pretty big winner. Rankin, of course, had that really impressive win over Balmeray. The bottom two, though, we have some changes. Happy vaults into the top 10 with a 68-20 win over Groom. And the defending 1A Division 2 champs, Blum. the Blum Bobcats are back in the top 10. They beat uh, they beat Aquila 56-6. They are number 10 in Dave Campbell's Texas football. 1A Division 2. Balmeray suffers a loss to Rankin, but our rankings uh, think that they are still the number one team in 1A Division 2. They remain unchanged. Calvert suffers a close loss to Borden County. They are up a spot uh, to number two despite the 0-1 loss. Richland Springs was idle. They move up a spot courtesy of some some movement ahead of them. Strawn drops a, a heartbreaker to White Deer. They are down two spots to number five. Or, or rather, they're up two spots to number five. One thing to remember, a lot of these losses are to Division 1 squads. We just mm-hmm. talked about Ranger Huntress about that. Uh, Blackwell uh, rem- uh, loses to Eden in a heartbreaker, but they remain uh, static at number six. Into the top ten, Klondike at number eight. They beat McLean 52-6. to Great win for them. Uh, Motley County uh, drops from number two to number nine after their loss to Westbrook. And Oakwood uh, moves into the top ten despite being idle. They uh, basically, a lot of teams in front of them lost. So mm-hmm. sometimes if you just don't lose, things are good there. <laughs> In the private school ranks, basically there was only one game among ranked teams. Bastrop Tribe Consolidated beat beat Brian Christian Homeschool 46 to nothing. They remained unchanged. As a result, the private school rankings are unchanged. None of our top ten teams are none of our top five teams in the private school ranks at the eleven man or the six man level, uh, level uh, played outside of Bastrop Tribe Consolidated. Mm-hmm. Uh, though the private school ranks are gonna they're kind of kind of stagger start over the next couple of weeks. We'll keep you posted on that, but we wanted to uh, put these up here so you guys can. See them. Of course, you can now find the rankings at texasfootball.com slash rankings. Make sure you check those out. Uh, they are available to everybody. That's texasfootball.com slash rankings. Of course, the official rankings of record for Texas high school football. 
We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Uh, we would sure appreciate it. Uh, if you would become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, texasfootball.com slash subscribe. It's what all the cool kids are doing. We would really appreciate it. Uh, you get a bunch of great stuff for you. So texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Let's make sure we do that. Let me pull up something so that I can be thoughtful in my conversation with Graham Coach Kenny Davidson coming up here in just a moment. Um, yes, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We will have Tep and Step, a new episode of Tep and Step coming up here uh, later, either tonight or early uh, tomorrow morning. You will not want to miss that. Pickle, let's go to the hotline and let's bring in the head coach of the 1-0 and now state-ranked Graham Steers. We are joined by, uh, we are joined by Coach Kenny Davidson. Coach, how are you? Uh- you bet, Greg. I mean, Greg. I imagine that I imagine that uh, at one and zero, it's good times in Graham, Texas today. Yes, it is. It is. It's great to be one and zero. It's uh, it's been a long summer, long spring, and uh, it's good to get a win right right out of that out of the box. You know, one question I've I've had for for a lot of coaches and and folks around around the 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 um, after coming off of week one. Mm-hmm. It's just about the the atmosphere and the vibe. It's been such a, a strange off season. It's been such a, a, a strange uh, a, you know time since we last played football. Uh, I'm not calling you old. I'm just saying you've been around the block a few times. You've caught you've, you've mm-hmm. coached some football in, in your day. Once you got out there on Friday, what was the feeling like? It's just it's re- it was regular. I mean, you know, once you get out there on the on the field, I mean, we did have to have the face mask on as coaches, but. Um, it was regular football. It really was. And, uh, just, you know, regular opening day, uh, you know, it was, it was hot. Obviously it was just you know really hot. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, <clears throat> you know, we just, we, it, the, the first games are usually, you know, lost more than one, what we tell the kids and, you know, it's it, the mistakes, the, the holding calls and the drop balls and things like that. Um, you know, that's just comes with the first games and the one, the team that has, the least amount of those usually wins. Uh, you know, I I, I want to ask you about that. You know, to me, if if it was a hundred thousand degrees outside, that just means it's football. You know, that's that, <laughs> that's was. the most normal, maybe the most normal thing about Friday night uh, in week mm-hmm. one. Um, you guys uh, took on an Alvarado team that uh, it's pretty pretty solid Alvarado team, and, and you guys took the certainly through the first punch uh, with, with Ryan Grimsley taking back the opening kickoff uh, for a touchdown. I know that you're a guy who uh, I don't want to say harps. But you are a guy who who focuses on the details, most especially with special teams. Uh, how important was it for you guys to come out and, and throw that first punch, and especially start the season with a with a season opening touchdown? Boy, it was big. Kids were so excited. You know, we take pride in in that. You know, in fact, in in two thousand. Uh, 17 when we made that run uh, I think we had four games in a row where we opened the game uh, with the kickoff return and for a touchdown and so we've been 
really emphasizing that and and you know the kids just made it happen and, and it was a great feeling uh and and then you guys settle in and, and things really go well for you <laughs> i, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, uh about daniel gilbertson this is a guy who we knew was going to be a star for your squad mm-hmm. um he ends up having two rushing touchdowns two receiving touchdowns um you know what what can you say about this young man and how important he's going to be for your squad going forward Okay, Daniel is just an exceptional kid. Obviously, he's just a uh, 4.0 type kid, you know, great student. Uh, he's been on the varsity since his ninth grade year. And uh, in 2017, he he had 500 yards as a ninth grader. Hmm. And then he goes into basketball and then goes into track and he anchors all the relays on the tra- on the varsity track team. And then he's a starting uh, shortstop on the baseball team. So uh, he's just He's just going to be a guy that's going to be uh, hard to replace, being a four-sport, pretty much uh, four-year starter. Not really starter. He didn't start as a freshman, but uh, he, he was on the varsity in football. We're talking with Kenny Davidson, the head coach of the Graham Steers here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Uh, coach, uh, uh, one of the questions we had coming into the year was going to be about, about your quarterback, Hunter Lanham. You know, a, a strong mm-hmm. year uh, as, as a junior. Uh, I know you were pretty optimistic about him being able to take that next step uh, as, as mm-hmm. a senior. Uh, early returns seemed to be pretty good. You know, 14-21, uh, 226 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, what did you see from your signal caller on Friday night? Well, he just seemed confident and relaxed, and uh, you know he he was uh, his freshman year. We moved him out to the JV, you know, and so and this is his third year to start at quarterback. So he definitely has had the experience in the snaps, and you know, just seemed like uh, like I said, he was comfortable and and relaxed, and you know, he, he's he's throwing the ball well, and 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 uh, we're just excited to have him back for one more year for sure. Uh, on the other side of the ball, uh, look, it t- takes two to tango. Obviously, you guys uh, jumped out to a to a big lead, uh, and 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 a lot of focus is going to be on the gaudy offensive numbers. But it sure seems like your defense came to play uh, as well. How would you assess what you were able to see from the defensive side this, in your first one? Well, Al- Alvarado is just a disciplined team. They they do what they do. They're they're a smash mouth, you know, toss. Uh, Toss, smash, toss, sweep, uh, you know, counter, just you know, t- tight end, you know, run at the tight end side and the strong side. And they're just going to try to get four or five yards of carry. You know, that's old school. I, I love that kind of football. I won a lot of games playing it, but um, that's kind of an oddity really in today's football. But, uh, uh, you know, they're disciplined and everything. So I was, it's good for us to play against, a, you know, a tough, rough, come right at you type opponent right off the bat we can gauge you know the toughness of our kids and you know they were able to to withhold and and, and pass the test as far as, as smash mouth football so i think that's a good sign for us moving forward you know of course we're going to springtown mm-hmm. uh this friday night and they're just the opposite they've got a six foot four quarterback uh, that played in the state semifinals last year and uh, they're going to spread it out and throw. So it's a contrast, but that's good. It's good to have that in preseason. Yeah, and, and you know that's kind of my, my next question is: is you guys do you know go on the road again this this Friday night? You're taking on uh, mm-hmm. taking on Springtown. Uh, this is a team that that suffered a tough loss in in, in week one. Uh, I don't wanna, I don't yeah. want to ask you to give yeah. away your game plan or anything like that. But yeah. uh, when, when you look at, uh, ahead to to what you're up against this Friday night, what do you see? 
Well, I see a team that'll be hungry for a win. You know, uh, that I think that was a surprise for everybody for uh, Glen Rose to win. But at the same time, Glen, Glen Rose is a great program. And, you know, like I told you before, you know, you play that first game and there's no telling what's going to happen because uh, first games are first games and and uh, the jitters and everything and the mistakes that, that are made. That's why you do uh, non-district so you can kind of get rid of those mistakes. But I think uh, – it was a tough match. I mean, Springtown definitely had a chance to win it. Uh, they, you know, they had some drop balls and everything. But uh, I mean, they'll be ready to play the Grand Steers. So, so we're going to have to really uh, be on, on our top top game. Uh, and, and finally, Coach, before we let you go, you know, I, I want to ask you about uh, one more question about about going out there Friday night and especially coming coming mm-hmm. home. You know, we we know that <laughs> Graham's a Graham's a tight knit community, and this is a, yeah. a, a program you've been involved with for. Um, mm-hmm. a, a number, we'll say a number of years. Uh, you've, you've been there for, for quite a while, um, yeah. for, you know, after such a tumultuous off season and, and, in time when, you know, there, there's so much unknowns. Um, did, did you get the feeling that, that, that Friday night was just a, just a good night for, for the, for the town of Graham? Mm-hmm. It, it was. And the biggest question that, that we had, you know, earlier in the week was, uh, when are they going to open up the tickets? You know, like, you know, they were online sales and they were limited, you know, they, they had to cut the, the capacity down to 50%. And, and you know, it was almost like a college football atmosphere where you're trying to get tickets for a high school game, <laughs> you know, but, uh, uh, you know, and, and just the excitement was there after, after not, you know, having not, uh, the, uh, the, um, you know, the hard, summer and, and not knowing if we were even going to be able to have off season, you know, summer strength and conditioning, let alone the, the you know, playing in football. But, you know, our summer strength and conditioning, we had a record turnout, I guess, because those kids have been cooped up in the, in the house, but you know, they were just ready to play. The Graham is a, is a great place. They, they support their team. I mean, it's a great place to live. It's a great quality of life, but uh, the, the football program is also, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a, a good, you know, we've had some good success and, and it just successful success. He's Kenny Davidson. He's the head coach of the state-ranked Graham Steers at 1-0. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on your big win, and uh, go get him Friday night. Thank you so much, Dave. There he goes. Kenny Davidson, head coach, Graham Steers. Join us. Yeah, it was good. good win, and, 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 and a a a real kind of he mentioned it kind of clashing styles in week one and week two. Alvar- Alvarado is ground and pound. They are they oh, are yeah. they are lined up three yards in a cloud of dust. And the fact that they were able to hold them down, you know, really speaks well to that front seven. Well, now here comes a big test with the secondary. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like just a, a totally different type of team uh, coming to town. And 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 yeah, look, they they took it on the chin uh, last week. But uh, you know that Camden Chesney and company are going to come back, and it should be a a whale of a game. Graham and Springtown coming up here Friday night. That's out at is that called Porcupine Stadium? I believe so. Let's find out. Springtown, I Texas, so. Bob, Porcupine Texas Stadium. Bob. Yep, there yes. you go. Um, I missed the perfect opportunity to wear my uh, Graham shirt. You Brent did? Holman hooked me up with the Graham shirt, there and I, I didn't. Brent Brent no. tagged me in something, and I, 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 I haven't been able to confirm it, but he said that it's like the first time in like eight years that he's seen them like kick a field goal. On the Instagram thing? Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I didn't know yeah, I, I didn't know how true that was. I, I, yeah, unfortunately, I, I have you. not been able to confirm it, <laughs> uh, but I, I probably should ask Coach. 
I was like, I was like, did you guys kick a field goal, goal Friday night? Person. And was it like the first time ever? <laughs> anyway, uh, but they're one and zero, feeling pretty good. And uh, by the way, now ranked at number what do we say, number six, in Dave Campbell's Texas football up to number from number ten to number six. So appreciate Kenny Davidson joining us. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Uh, refresh your course real fast on obviously like the shows during the season are so busy and jam-packed with stuff a lot of times if you ask us questions like specifically about Mm. one specific program or what we thought or how we think that they're going to do make sure to ask that on mailbag friday that's why we do mailbag friday is because we really don't have much leeway during the week so we try to answer literally everything we can on friday come back friday yeah please please i mean stay all week but like like come back especially hard on friday yeah so i just wanted to like if we don't get to your questions i promise you i'm reading them i'll put them in a note so we can try and answer some of them but make sure to come back friday and answer them because we definitely want to we just we don't really have time. For sure, yeah. It's, 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 uh, <laughs> in season, especially Mondays are crazy. Crazy, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, that's it. That it. Okay, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. <laughs> like us on Facebook, <laughs> facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at textfootball.com. Thanks to Granger Huntress, our six-man football insider, at six-man guru for being our guest. And to Kenny Davidson, head coach of the Graham Steers, for joining us here on Texas Football Today. Uh, I did all the things. I said that out of order. Uh, for Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. <laughs> Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.